Matthias, let's just take a second to talk about our Patreon channel. Obviously, a lot of people love the show, and we get a lot of messages from people asking us how to uh, support us and help us grow the podcast. Now, Patreon is obviously, without doubt, the best way to do it. It really helps us grow the show, helps us pay people who help us out, helps us you know, keep shining the job, the, the editor behind the scenes. Um, why do you, want to, do you want to just let people know what they get, some of the perks? Yeah, I mean, we offer so many interesting extra things for Patreons. So we, we have a bonus episode, um, we do Q&As, and we're also looking into other ways of like getting um, our Patreon supporters special access to some of my um, very deep and fantastic knowledge and such things. Yeah, you're wanting to introduce some, uh, not one-on-one, but small small group lectures on specific subjects, which I think would be amazing. Patrons would absolutely love that. I would absolutely love that. You know, half an hour topic of you just ranting without me interrupting on a subject <laughs> has to be has to be perfect. You know, who's not going to, to love that? Yeah, yeah. Like things, you know, we talk about on the podcast, maybe like we mentioned something about Viking ships or something that has to do with the mythology and, and people want to know more about that. And then we can like dig deep into that for like 30 minutes in a, in, in a short lecture. I think a lot of people would find that very interesting. Yeah. And I mean, let's not forget anybody who signs up to the Patreon at any level is going to get a bonus episode every week. Um, it's either going to be the story time episode that we do with Jonas Lorenzen which you have to agree with is, is one of the funniest times you must have all week. It is brilliant. He does. It is amazing. Good job. <laughs> I love yeah. it. <laughs> it is. And then the other, the other episode, we're still undecided hundred percent on what it, it's going to be, but it looks like it's going to be a conversational type episode where me and Mateus just get a little bit more personal about ourselves, but also we're going to get, let people have the chance to ask questions, Q and a, whether it's about the podcast or about us. And um, you're going to be able to put your question to us through Patreon then we're going to have a, a little bonus episode where we explore those and people get a little bit more interactive with those, which I think would be fun for the, for the fans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I, I, I feel like I'm seeing with our audience is that they really like to be interactive with us. So we're trying to offer as many opportunities on our platform to do that outside of social media otherwise because that, that can get a little little much sometimes <laughs> yeah there we go i mean honestly if you just jump over to uh patreon forward slash naughty mythology podcast you can have a look at all the different tiers we've got there they start from five dollars up to twenty dollars and you can cancel at any point you can try it out for a month listen to the old episodes listen to the old story time episodes cancel if you don't enjoy it and and there we go. But we were more than sure confident that you'll uh, you'll like what you hear. Welcome to the Nordic Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farron, co-owner of the company Horns of Odin, and I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Matthias Nordvig. Hello, everybody. This time we're joined by Connor and Erdhild from Valhalla Silver, the company behind the cool uh, jewelry and also um, the outfits in the new movie in The Northmen. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you very much, man. Thank Pleasure you. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. It's great yeah, to have you. Good. And you have some of my favorite accents out there. Um, <laughs> we had we had Ben Mudjon, and the the Northern Ireland accent is is one of my top accents in the world. I, I just love it. I just got a thing for it. I don't know what it is. You know, um, we hate to hear our own voices. Like, you know, I, I can't watch the television in Northern Ireland and go, no, no, I sound like that. <laughs> seems to go off all right I get that when I hear somebody from Yorkshire it's like been hit in the head with a brick but it's <laughs> somehow yeah I sound like that it's, it's disappointing um yeah so you so you I guess were lucky enough to to do some of the the jewelry for the for the new Norseman Norseman Northman film me and Mateus got invited to go and watch it on on press, some press viewings, uh, which is really, really nice. And we're going to do a review on that come the week it comes out, I think, Mateus. Is, is that right? We're going to? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So we're going to do do our review of the movie movie then. Um, but one thing that does stand out when I watched it is obviously the the jewelry. It does play a big role, particularly um, the pendant that Alexander Skarsgård's character has. Um, was that one of yours? No, um, <clears throat> we're not. We were talking about this earlier today. We're not sure where the pendant came from. Um, it seemed to have already been a part of the the movie before we even we even joined, and we were there from uh, December twenty nineteen. And with the first meeting with the costume designer, she said, we've got this pendant and it's got Arabic script on it. And that's going to be a big feature in the film. So uh, everything else was all, you know, anything that he's got around his neck is based around that pendant. So um, off the back of that, we made uh, the neck rings that he's wearing, you know, um, Mm -hmm. which are specific to his character. It actually has a runic, you'd never ever see it in the movie, but um, there's special terminals made for him that have his name in runes, Amleth written on the back of that particular neck ring that he's wearing throughout it, you know. But these things are lost, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in the in the production. Like But it's pretty cool that it's in there though. Like I, yeah. I like that it's in there that and then we're not seeing it. But yeah, it's yeah. just like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of there's, there's a lot of that in there, you know, a lot of things that are um hidden that were never that were that were put in. But they've never made it to the screen, you know. No, they never, never will. It's between yeah. you, really, and the actor. Yeah. And the designer, you know. So it's hidden mm-hmm. secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you, it's one of those things. You're a, you're an artist, so you're always going to do everything to the best of your ability, even if you, even if it's not going to be seen up close and personal on every shot. You know, it might just be a a, a glance. Um, but you're still going to make sure that it's as good as can be. Yeah. Yeah, with this one, we didn't know what we were going to get, you know. Um, you just have an idea that the movie's going to be big based on what on what you're being allowed to see, you know, uh, or on what you're being told or asked to make. Um, but we had no idea that it was going to be what it is. It's, it's, it's huge. Oh, it's, it, it's, I'm seeing it everywhere. Certainly this... This last couple of weeks, I hadn't seen too much about it. And obviously, we're kind of in this sphere. So we've, we've heard rumblers of it. Obviously, Jonas Lorenzen, who's a, a, a part of the show at this point, he's, he's on quite often. Um, he worked on it. He's actually in it as well. He pops up. Mm-hmm. You see his, see his face. Um, so we, we'd heard kind of bits and bats. But this these last two weeks, it's really kind of it's pushed the mark. Yeah, the yeah. marketing has uh, has really kind of kicked in. I was watching the UFC at the weekend, and it was on the octagon mat. It was okay. like the Northman, and I'm sure that's not cheap. That's that's prime real estate, I think. Yeah, some of the best <laughs> you can get. I would imagine that. So, so yeah, they're spending some money. It's, it's definitely been shown. So, did you know? Did you know from the start that it was Robert Eggers that was making it? Because as as soon as I heard that name, I would have been excited, yeah. and. And I would have known that it, I guess I would have thought it was going to be a big, a big yeah. production. We got invited the 19th of December to go in a meeting with a designer. And we could just told, bring some, do you know what? Being Norwegian and saying the world jewelry is really, really hard. And that's what I'm working with. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I just want to use the Norwegian word instead. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to say. So we get asked to bring with us clothes and jewelry to show them. So we started with the clothes and we went through a couple of things, you know, that was all hand stitched from, and um, I've just been using research from findings to do that. And then again, he was showing them, you know, pieces of jewelry from findings. And then. Um, yeah, it took off from there. I mean, they weren't, um, I don't think. When we arrived, they were really prepared. I, I had brought a, a, a little oak box that I had made and I had stuffed every perceivable piece of jewellery that I had into this box. And I pretty much just dumped it out on the table for them. And they were like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little bit overwhelming for them. Like so, um, but yeah, um, Robert Eggers, um, this stuck in my mind. Like he, he, uh, the, the designer called him up and he came down to the meeting. And he sat down, he said hello, and he sat down in front of us, and then he just started picking things up, you know, and he was looking at this, and he was then he picked this up and he set it down. And 
he put pieces of jewelry together. He, he'd never touched Viking jewelry before. I wouldn't have imagined, but but he put pieces of jewelry together in ways that I never would have considered. Like, do you know what I mean? Hmm. He took a Thor's hammer and hung it off a thing like this, and it looked fantastic. And I, because it's not found in the ground this way, I would never right. consider doing that. You know, but yeah. when I saw what he what he, the guy has something something some kind of intelligence about him. You know that, that it's just a little bit above other people. Like yeah. I think you know he's he's very 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 clever. Like, so creative. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think it was overwhelming for them, but it was extremely overwhelming for us to come and understand because we just thought oh, this is just going to be just another production and they're not going to do, you know, anything of ethnicity. So when they were starting to explain what they were thinking they were doing, they just blew our mind. We were like, what? Yeah, because, it, you, you know, that kind of the level of authenticity that they've gone to in there is just completely unheard of, like in, in the movie world. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's something completely different. You know, you're not going to find that in, in any of the other TV series out there at the minute. You know, mm -hmm. not nothing like that. Like it's just every single stitch is exactly how it should be. You know, wow, yeah, wow. that's that's fascinating. I'm uh, personally, as somebody with a background in in the actual history of all of this, I'm happy. To, I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like. Uh, that's yeah because I mean we've seen the Vikings show for instance and yeah. I'm like what is it that they're wearing <laughs> what 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 is that and what is that and how did they come up with that and so on so I'm really happy to hear that uh, that he actually took his time to look into this and work with people who know what they're doing yeah very much so yeah, yeah to, I mean to pull it back to what you said about his his kind of eye. You you only have to look at his his movie his movies whether it's Witch or Lighthouse and now with the Northman like they are among, above anything else they are just a masterpieces in it's like cinematography they are yeah. beautiful they're just beautiful creations they're whether you like the story or don't like the story you cannot argue that they are just an incredibly beautiful thing to look at and um, so he definitely does have that that eye and the way of putting things together definitely uh, he is something out of this world you know so amazing to get to work with him oh, and he, he takes he takes the same costume designer with him on on the show on those other movies that you're speaking about as well that's linda muir she's mm. equally brilliant you yeah. know absolutely fantastic really like um her research is incredible um to the level of you know somebody who studied it for 10 years yeah. and she's been looking at it for a year you know she's just night and day yeah. Mm -hmm. in books until she's got what she's looking for you know which is amazing like, absolutely amazing and just to hear how she does the research <clears throat> and how she works as well she's such an inspiration and something that you don't see in the movies is that she has been ordering in wool hand spun wool hand woven and natural 300 pound a meter for a movie and you're not going to see <laughs> If it's hand spun or hand woven, yeah. but that's the level she goes into. And that's not cheap. No, <laughs> no, it was. I have never held wool for three hundred pound a meter before, no. <laughs> and we were sitting and hand sewing in them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. But that's that's what makes the movie stand out. All those. I know you say like people won't know, but there you can when you add all these things together it brings that air of authenticity to it all these little kind of one percent things that start to add up to something that's really remarkable like you say that you just don't see in other tv shows they just don't really care about that and that's something that that he seemed to do with all his movies is really yeah he's picked he seems like he's picked a team or like he's assembling this yeah. team of people that he likes to work with, whether he's actors, because you see the same actors yeah. pop up in his film time and time again. And obviously behind the scenes, it's the same. And he's picking these people who he really likes and then moving on to the next project. Um, and they're, they're adapting, but still giving that quality, I guess, of, of what he wants. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. So good. So Just... one thing I have to ask about, and I, I might actually be embarrassed here, the, the neck talks, I always thought you wore them the other way around. And I'm sure I'm not the only person who, who thought you wore them the other way around. But in the movie, you see them put them on. Like, so I, I assume most people listening to this will have seen a neck talk. You know, it's like a, not more than a semicircle, like 
80% of a circle with an opening and it pops open and you, yeah, you pop over for the people watching, uh, Connor's going to hold one up. But obviously that one, that one closes all the way around, but you see yeah. some that kind of, they've got like a little gap and you pull it apart, pop it on. Now, I always thought you wore that with the opening towards the front. Uh, do I we think a lot of, like a lot of illustrations, especially when it comes to like Celts with wearing torques, they, they have them open in the front. Yep. I think that, that that's probably where you got it from. And I'm pretty sure it's just some some artists uh, sort of like, you know, assumption that that's how they, <laughs> they wore them. Like, uh, the, the earlier Celtic torques that you're talking about were open in the front um, with, with finials, terminals on them and so on, you know. And mm-hmm. throughout the Viking Age, they somehow developed these closed torques that, that you're seeing in the movie and um, that I'm wearing at the minute, you know. Um, Viking Age ones were pretty much closed at the back. It's, uh, we don't know why. We don't know why. I mean, it's one of those things. Just one of those um, things. I mean, you find them all over, right? You, you find them all over Northwestern Europe. You, yeah. You, yeah. So they were pretty, pretty popular um, jewelry, I guess you could call them. And I guess it, it would be perfect to hang a little Milner from. Yeah. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he can't be the first person to have done that. There must, there must be, there'll be somebody out there listening to this that's, that's done it, that did it first, and he's like, the bastard stole it. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But in, in all, all of the studies and research that I've done, I've never seen anything come out of the ground that's been a, a neck torque with a Thor's hammer hanging from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a new thing for me at that moment, you know? I was like, whoa. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the worst thing is it's really obvious as well. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Gra- it is. You know, it's 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 something around your neck that you can hang something from. It's pretty. It's pretty there, but <laughs> it takes somebody to point it out. Sometimes for you to go. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. We, we were just sitting when we drove home back from the meeting. We were like just talking about how he lifted and just put things together, and it was just like, yeah. well. We never thought about that. And it's like you said, it's obvious, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need that that outsider's eye, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's very important, man. It's very important. So important. We learn a lot from our customers. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we get buried in books and research and stuff like that, you know, and and then you you sort of put blinkers on sometimes, you know, that's the only way, like, you know. But uh, we'll have to move forward a little bit too, you know. A few new ideas doesn't do any harm, so I, I wanted to, to like shift tracks a little bit and start asking you guys a, a little bit about like what, uh, how did you come up with um, a Valhalla Silver? Um, what is the thought and idea and all this stuff behind it? I, I would love to hear a little bit more about your, you guys, your history in all of this and how you approach making historical jewelry. You start. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell them a little bit about the name because you're good at that. Like. Come on. All right. Should we start with the name then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, start, Valhalla. Yes. So start it, was, it was supposed to be Valhalla Silver. And we have uh, a group in Poland that is called Valhalla. And they're really good friends of us. So first we phoned them up and we said, is it okay that we use the name Valhalla Silver? And they were like, of course, please. It's an honor. Go ahead. And this is how many years ago? Five five years ago, maybe. And then we were playing with the Valhalla. And for me, it just didn't become right. And I suddenly just clicked and I said, Valhalla's silver. Right now I'm going to use some words that is hard for me to say again. But today when the archeologists are out digging, they sometimes find something really precious in the ground. And for the one, they died and get buried and had that necklace or ring on them. They brought them with them in the graves so they could bring it to Valhalla. And for that reason, it's not our silver that we're doing something with. We are recreating Valhalla's silver that came from Valhalla. That's where the S came from. (laughs) (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. I thought it was just because it sounded better. (laughs) <laughs> it just it, it just it does because there's something about like valhalla silver there's like a pause 
uh, like it doesn't flow into the yeah. next word whereas Valhalla's silver just kind of rolls off the tongue it's yeah it's just easier it's easier to say and it's for us to keep this alive you know what they find in the ground that was made for a thousand years ago and to keep it alive today so the people today can wear the same kind of jewelry that they had for a thousand years ago and that was extremely precious for the person Mm -hmm. so like inspired by our ancestors that's one of our slogan i guess we call it inspired by our ancestors yeah Yeah. a tagline no that makes that makes so much sense to me so so like i mean just think about it we're 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 opening graves that that belong to people yeah real people (laughs) um and like it's not just it's not just a historical object. Uh, this is something that uh, people had a very close emotional attachment to. And if we try to translate this to today, like how would you feel if you, somebody just walked up to your grandpa's grave, opened that and and like took things out and so on, right? We, we, if we try to put it in those terms, all of a sudden we realize there are actual humans in, involved here. And, and a culture and and ways of relating emotionally to these objects. So I I, I really I think that's a really beautiful thought that you're giving um, you're showing respect to that simply that 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 this is what you're working with. You're working with stuff that actually belonged to people and, <laughs> and was meaningful in their lives. Yeah, very. Yeah, and also yeah, also that it was it was precious because we're all drowned in consumerism now and and there's so many throwaway items and things aren't made to last you know you even down to the washing machines dryers they break you throw them away and get a, get a new one it, it's sad um so trying to remember that you know these things were were valuable and precious and they meant a great deal to the people who who had them there was there was a lot of work into them and, and bringing that back um is a, is a brilliant thing so so what you what we can talk about here, which you know, is I find fascinating because you guys seem to be doing it in in your business, the work that you do in general with your uh, with the things that you produce and sell to people, and it also seems to me that this is what um, Robert Eckes and and his team behind the movie were doing. Like even even if you're not seeing that there are runes and some piece of jewelry over here, or that the stitches are handmade um and not machine uh, stitches in in the clothing and so on it it's done anyway because it's added value like this mm-hmm. you know you you add uh, an, an additional dimension to your production of something here and that makes it more precious that makes it more meaningful essentially um yeah and that's i i i love that i i think that's fucking amazing <laughs> to be I, I, I wonder if the i wonder if it makes a difference to the actors if if having something that that is authentic that they can because you can tell the difference between a 300 pound meter bit, bit of fabric and and you know cheap kind of plasticky one you can tell the difference and they can tell the difference when they put it on so i wonder if there's something in the way that they act and getting into character and feeling in that in that world with it all would definitely make a difference to me i mean having me too. having having played viking at plenty of uh, uh reenactment scenarios and viking markets and so i would on. love to see that <laughs> i have pictures <laughs> oh yeah, there, I need to see those. I'm still trying to get the drum and bass music you told us about in oh, the no, Q and A. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I um, I was uh, working in Iceland when we did the last filming of the Northman, and um, I was dressing Anya, and we were working on some of the costumes. She was having one of the dresses on her, and she said, "I just want to let you know." When I sit and I have a break, often I just put up the dress and I just see all the hand stitches. And it just means so much to me that Mm -hmm. all these people have put an effort for me to look like a real Viking. So, yeah, I think all of them really appreciate it. And, you know, Linda's work, she is just, she has so much respect in such a lovely way from everybody that is working for her and, you know, with her and um, the cast too. It's nice yeah. to know that Anya is not only beautiful but also humble. 
um, one thing I, I want to ask is obviously you guys put so much effort into what you're doing so much research how do you react to kind of the amount of Chinese imports that that floods this market obviously I have a business in this market and, and we try to avoid anything anything like that we, you know we try to keep everything as local as we can as handmade as we can um, but you see so many other companies that don't care some of the biggest companies as well um, that may or may not kind of word their sales tactics in a certain way to make it seem like they come from certain places that they don't. Um, That's a that very must... diplomatic way of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into trouble, but, but that must be frustrating because I get frustrated because, because when I started doing the horns, there was very little kind of, other than, other than doing it yourself, there wasn't kind of like for, for our um, equivalent would be the Indian horn market it's it's huge um and there there wasn't that many carved versions coming from over there but i've seen the bigger we've got as a company my yeah. designs things that i've kind of put on there they've just been copied and now other people are selling on their shop because they're getting them from from over there and i imagine that must happen to you guys as well and it's something you can't really stop and it's fucking annoying <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It is. We, we were talking about this recently um, between the two of us. We started with reenactment somewhere around about 2000, you know, and um, at the time it was very, very hard to get information. Um, you know, apart from a few books, the internet wasn't really up and running properly, all that sort of stuff, you know. And now, 22 years later, it's still really hard to get the right information yeah. <laughs> because the internet's just full of such other shit that it's 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 hard to dig through it all, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, for for any kids starting in that in that scenario, like they're 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 going to find it very very hard to find things that are right. Um, it's easy to find information on a a Viking, <laughs> but is it really a Viking or is it a, a Chinese version? You know. Um, as far as the jewelry goes, like. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and slag off China as a country or anything like that. But no, they, they really only produce things that are easy to mass produce. You know what I mean? So some of the, some of the more technical things that we would be doing in the workshop now, like they're not even going to look at that stuff because it's going to take. It's handmade. It's handmade. You can't make they're it. Not, a... You can't make it with a machine. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Show that a little yeah, bit closer, you, because they, that's only so many people online. The rest of it, you know. Oh, it goes it, it goes onto YouTube after as well. So oh, that it's a good time to plug that. We we recently started putting all the episodes onto onto YouTube. So if you wanna if you wanna watch this and see the visuals, you can hop over to YouTube. It comes out the same day as release now, and you can see our pretty faces. Um, and you can see the beautiful artwork on on that mm-hmm. torque that Connor is yeah. holding up right now. That is that is amazing, and, and that's done yeah. by hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. Yeah, it's a different thickness of strands of sterling silver um, and uh, woven in a technique that they used. That one, that particular way is being dug out of the ground in uh, Goblin in, uh, in the form of a bracelet. Um, yeah, I mean, a Chinese, a Chinese machine can't do this. I, I do want to say that I've tried weaving bits of, bits of coal. I used to be a plumber, so we used to have, I used to have access to wire and I tried kind of just weaving copper wire together as just a an exercise just practicing just see see what i could do it's fucking difficult even if you anneal it you know you anneal it and make it softer so it's it's gonna be a little more pliable it's not easy to do even if you get the weave right getting it smooth like that is such a skill and it's so impressive to see it's uh it's all about the ten thousand dollars man that's that is that's exactly what it is yeah and there's no, there's no way you can um, compensate for that. It's same with like people email me um, or message on Instagram and like, how how do you get the line so smooth? And it's like they they expect there to be some secret to it. It's like I have some secret technique that other people yeah. don't know about, or ever. Or what bit do I use? What 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 Dremel do I use? Or what what tool? And it's like 
there is I use the same thing you use. It's literally just like I've done. This. I just know what I'm doing. That's yeah. I've just I've done this thousands <laughs> and thousands of times, exactly. and that's that's why it, it's smooth. And you there there is no kind of substitute for that. There's no shortcut. There is no shortcut. You just got to do it over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Until you get good at it. So Dan, you just keep on <laughs> continue, Dan. <laughs> Don't stop. Never stop. <laughs> that's the clue. Never stop. I'm sticking to what I'm good at. I'm gonna <laughs> try and work with people who, who can do it like like that. That's that's the idea because um yeah, I think there's people who specialize in certain things and it's good to see. It's good to see the um because I, I yeah, I I definitely appreciate the the frustration of kind of this the the mass produced market and it's not it's not just china it comes from no no that's not any it's not any any country where they like say with horn india with the horns and and it's it's just there and unfortunately there's a huge market for it because people want to buy stuff cheap yeah well that's the problem you 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 get this stuff with uh you know many different cultures too it's not just you know the scandinavian stuff you 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 find this in all kinds of contexts travel around the world right and you you'll find you know the local hubs for selling stuff for tourists right and and the the vast majority of it is is mass produced crap um that that somebody made in a in a factory somewhere and it's it's really sad it it's it's really sad because um you know it's it it you know, you're just bottling, uh, you know, you're bottling culture, right? <laughs> Putting it on bottle and then selling it uh, uh, to um, uh, people around the world. So they, they can then go out there and like, hey, look, I went to this and that place and I, I bought this particular thing. And, and now I'm so cool and cultured. And it's like, but no. It's another you, thing as well is that when you buy from sources where they don't, you don't know where it comes from, you don't know even know what metal they're using or if there is anything in the metal that can react really badly to you without you having a skin reaction, but mm-hmm. it can affect other things that you don't know. And people, I think lots of people forget that. Yeah. And in the same way, you, you don't know what are the uh, environmental and labor costs of all of this as well. You, like, was this made in a sweatshop, for instance? Was this made by children? Um, was this made in a, in a way that, you know, is incredibly pollutive and, and that kind of stuff? So there are so many uh, problematic aspects to this. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. is and, and obviously, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned the horns a lot because that's kind of, what I know, and I, and I get people sometimes like, oh, they're, they're so expensive, or oh, look at the price, and I say, yeah, because they're not. Because I've seen, I get, I get emails every day from from people from India trying to sell homes, and they send me pictures of the workshop, and I'm like, some of those people look suspect as whether they're they're even old enough to be in there, let alone that there's no ventilation, there's no mask, there's no PPE, and so so my reply to people is like, yeah, because they're made by people who have no kind of healthcare there's, there's that's why they're so cheap mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's the same thing like when you when you are an artist who makes stuff in hand right it takes a lot of hours to do it right people don't really realize this i have a good friend she's uh she makes um clay um uh, among other things this cup that i was drinking my poorly made espresso from um it's one <laughs> very good craft it's a very um, nice giving, yeah it is uh, giving a shout out to lauren sievers right here on the uh, on the nordic mythology podcast um i wasn't paid to make this ad <laughs> uh, she, she has the exact same issue so so she was telling me the other day that like when she has a booth up at, at like different events and so on, a bunch of people come in there all the time, like, oh, this is really expensive. And she's like, yeah, I spent five hours making this particular thing. That's why yeah, it's yeah, so expensive. Yeah, yeah. And the same way, it's like some people are like, oh, I could I could 3D print that. It's like, no, you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you couldn't. No, you can't. So, yeah. Yeah, we get we get that a lot. We do a lot. We do shows as well. You know, we're um, we at Jorvik is the next big one that we're doing like um, every year. And, you always get that. You get that at every show. Like this is too expensive. This is too... a lot of the time. I don't even try. I don't even respond to that anymore. You know, um, mm-hmm. if, if somebody's coming with that attitude, then they're not thinking about it the right way, really, are they? Like, you know, so mm-hmm. no, yeah. they don't. They don't understand. Yeah, 
But then everybody have different wallets too, you know. Everybody have different wages and we are standing different places. So but some people just, you know, it's not everybody that can afford what we are doing. Okay. We have been saving a lot to get where we are today. We could not afford that in the beginning when we started Absolutely not. to do reenactment. We could never afford this. So, you know, it's you need to save money to what you really like, you know, and then but I think I think it comes down to to the attitude of people though. Like when we you know, we do a lot of shows and I think if if somebody says, you know, this, you know, this is beautiful, um, and they're like, no, I, I wish I could afford it, then that's that's one thing. But when they come in with the attitude of, oh, look at it and go, oh, look at the price of that, as if it's as if you're ripping them off by by them buying it. It's like, no, this is a fucking handmade. That that was one of my favorite things that when we used to do comic cons was that we'd have you know, we'd have horns that were like maybe 60 pounds. That's not a lot to say that the the, the the hand carved and then you you see people with the little funko pop dolls i don't know if you if you know what they those are they're like the little plastic superhero figures you will have seen them about and um, they're plastic dolls and people will pay like 80 pound for them and there's fucking 200 of them there sat there and they've just bought one of them and yeah. they'll be like yeah that's ex- that handmade thing's expensive but this little fucking bit of plastic that's value for money <laughs> That was one of the most frustrating things for me. And it's just, but you, like you say, you can't, there's not much you can, not much you can do with, with people that kind of have that mindset. Um, but no, you do get, one. you do get those that come along that really do appreciate. And it makes you appreciate those people even more, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we see a lot of customers coming back to us again and again, like, you know, so that we must be doing something right. If that's the case, yeah. you know, I'm sure that's the same thing for you, Dan. You know, you see the same names popping up again on the website and so on, and they always come to look for you at the show and stuff. So that 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 makes my heart sing, you know, yeah. because you know that you're really delivering something that's a that's a good a good product, you know, if, if people are coming back for it again, you know. And and some customers have become our friends, you know. Yeah, if mm-hmm. I got a lot of them. So it's quite personal for us when we sell things, it's not just to sell an item. It's quite personal. So when we go to York, loads of our customers come back just to say hello as well, you know, for a chat or a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for all the, because there is a there is some negative sides to this this community, whether it's the the fucking use by the white supremacists or just the, the, the people who sit online and gatekeep against everyone else or or just be shitty humans for all this stuff. It is it is also a beautiful community um that you can meet some really amazing people. You you were saying earlier, um, was it before the podcast or during about you, you know, you sat down with Sean Parry earlier. Um and yeah. you know it's people people like that 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 you meet and they just become like you know Sean's a good friend of mine now and people through the podcast you know they, yeah. Like with Mateus and and Jonas, who do these, these all these wonderful, amazing people that you you meet, um, and it kind of the 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 Vikings, quote unquote, is kind of what the the glue that that brings everyone together, and it's it's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah, and see with Sean, he became a friend, and the friendship came more and more and more. And then, if you see what's behind us, that's our logo. So mm-hmm. that's. Connor's idea working together with Sean and Sean and Victoria. Gloria. Gloria, sorry, Gloria. Gloria. <laughs> they made our logo. Oh wow. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's so yeah, he's taken um it's a the Hillestad church in, in Norway. Mm-hmm. There's there's a panel in on it and mm. uh, it shows the different these different things and the, of course. Yes, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Sigurd and Reagan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because in the summertime before COVID, we will travel to Scandinavia and we will live one week in each Viking museum, teaching the people that work there and visitors how the Vikings did silver and bronze casting. So this is how you will see us in the summertime. Yeah. Two months, two months of the summer, we are traveling around <clears throat> teaching. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, when are you going to be in Bergen? <laughs> I'm going to be in July. But in July, okay. That's unfortunate. I'll be there in August. I haven't been there in three years. <laughs> no, exactly. I, I haven't been back to Scandinavia for three years either. So, uh, Is that right? 
Yeah, I have to go to Denmark and Norway and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's time, man. It's time. It's time for us all to move again. Yeah. Yes, it really is. Yeah. It's hard. It's especially the last two years. It's it's hard work to to do anything or go anywhere. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we got loose done too. We, we did. Yeah. 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 We got a lot done. Oh, you 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 do it. It's part of, partly a a blessing in disguise. I know for us. Um, it gave us an opportunity to kind of focus on what we're doing and, and grow the business and, and really kind of hone in. And I'm sure probably the same for you, but also you just want to be able to go and see cool shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to travel. Like, I think I've got some gypsy blood in me, man. I, I mentioned when it comes around the summer, you know, I'm like, please let me go, let me go, let me go. <laughs> because the weather's so shit over here. Yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, that's not the same here. In Colorado, we have 300 days of sunshine, baby. Oh, no. no. You, get, <laughs> you get snow every day. <laughs> I, do, I do get snow all the time, though. But that's because of the altitude. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see is snow. Yes. We just had a blizzard. Actually, this morning, there was snow again. But it's, because of all the sun, it melts off again. So it's like, it goes back and forth. Like It's weird. It's yeah. schizophrenic. But I like it. <laughs> Yeah, we just get wet, wet puddles, wet, wet, oh, wet, wet above, wet and wind. wind, wet and wind, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's that's what makes but it. See, worse. that's the kind of stuff you start missing when you live in Colorado because there's no, like, I haven't seen the ocean for three years. Like, Aww. I'm a Scandinavian, I need ocean. Yeah, like, <laughs> I have not seen the ocean for three years, and yeah, and I'm going a little insane from that. And so, then, when are you traveling to Scandinavia then? Uh, end of July, I'm coming to Denmark first, and then I'll be in in Norway um, from like mid August. So, what's happening in August? There's some <laughs> things happening, but important things. I I think everybody knows that Midgas Blot is on in August. Yes, ah. <laughs> I will definitely I, be there. I don't think you're hiding much no. when you say <laughs> that you're going to Midgas Blot. No. That is true. <laughs> I, I think. I hope. <laughs> you hope. No, it's fine. Uh, I you um to pull it back a minute when you you mentioned Sean made the the logo with Gloria. I, have you have you had a chance to meet Gloria? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, oh yes. I I think she's gonna be. And I spoke to Sean about this. I think she will be one of the top artists in in this whole kind of sphere. Um, her work, I remember when she started working at Sacred Knot, and, and her work from from then to now is absolutely phenomenal, and it's in, incredible the the pace she's come up. And you know, I've spoke to you know Sean a bit about it, um, and he you know he kind of says that exactly the same that. She's got. She, I think she's going to be a force to reckon with. It's yeah, yeah. She's she's incredible at this stuff. Yeah, he said whenever she came originally, I think we 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 when we leave here, we take a ferry from Dublin over to uh, North Wales when we're leaving to go to Scandinavia. So we always drive past this house. So we stopped every year, you know, or on the way back from a show in England or whatever, we always stop. And when when he just taken her on when she just joined this, you could not. He said, I think I've. I've uh, I've discovered the beast. <laughs> was what he said, you know. Absolutely, something, something similar to that. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, I think you're right, man. She's she's a very talented girl. Yeah, ab- absolutely, without a doubt. I think she had been there long, and Sean was doing um, an Odin mask on my back, and she was helping him out and kind of shading at the same time. It was the first time I'd ever had two people tattoo me at the same time. Um, wow. and I, I was just you can't tell you know you can't tell the difference um, she's yeah I think I genuinely think she'll be really uh, up there with, with somebody to to kind of watch yeah so, that's cool now she have done a lot of work into the logo as well you know and we got the logo in 2019 where we were 2019, where we were traveling to Scandinavia. So we just stopped in Wales and they handed over the logo to us and we just couldn't believe it. And then 
journey went up to Germany and we went to Futeviken, the Viking festival there and stayed there for a week. And then we went to Bora after that to be there. But I have an uncle in Bora or in Horten. And uh, he said, I have something really special that I wanted you to have for a really, really long time. And I said, what, what is this? So he come with, what is, it's like a big, huge folder. Yeah, um, it's artwork from, for wood carvers in particular. From, from the Viking Age right through the whole of uh, history, really right up until maybe the 1800s in Scandinavia. And uh, one of the, the major pieces in it was, it was a proper copy of this, this, the original of this, you know, it was in the book that he gave us. It was like a surprise. <laughs> so that was page three. So when I folded it, I just saw us, but I, the old version, you know, and I was mm -hmm. just like, oh. I just started, <gasps> And I just started crying and he was like, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I was like, uncle, you don't know this, but this picture here, we have just got made, but as us, our logo. So we showed it to him and he was like, I knew that was going to the right person, he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 these things mean so much. You know, we spoke before the show about social media and, and kind of trying to keep up with things and, and how how difficult it can be, I guess, you know, as a, as creators and when you, you know, you, you make something that you're, you're really proud of and then put it out onto Instagram. And even though you know inside that it doesn't really matter and you shouldn't care about the comments and the likes, that you can't help it. You, yeah. you can't, no matter how much better you should know, you, you can't help it. And, and it's, it's like a constant struggle to to keep on top of and and push certainly when you're you're so busy creating things and doing things and then having to try and market yourself on the side as well um how have you been finding that yeah we're, we're both particularly bad at it you know um <laughs> it's uh yeah like we said earlier as well you know uh, sean gave me a bit of advice the other day and he said try not to look at it as a burden look at it as a gift that you're able to show people your work you know so mm -hmm. we have to try to take that stance with it, you know, and really talk, but, talk, talk nicely about ourselves. <laughs> it's not easy to talk nice about yourself. That's a gift, you know, I, I, that I didn't get. I don't yeah. think you got it either. It's like you get a little bit shy when you talk about your own work. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, look at us, people. Look what we are doing. It's just not us. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I, um, I get that. I mean, uh, it, we... Scandinavians are very well acquainted with Yandelagen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the wall of Yante. <laughs> yeah, you should not uh, think that you're any better than any other people yes, out there. Do not stand out. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a very universal uh, thing. I think there's a lot of people who, who feel that way. Um, yeah. It's it's a, a, I think it's a British thing as well. Where it's definitely... Yeah, we're quite introverted. If you if you accidentally yeah. knock someone, it's like sorry, sorry. Everyone say everyone says yeah. sorry for everything over exactly. here. Um, so it is unnatural to be kind of like, look at me, look at me, look at look at this. But I think like Americans probably are quite gifted at it. It seems very natural over there. For, same for the, for for a lot of people that I've met, are kind of that's just maybe what they they taught me. Whether they're more confident. In, when they're younger, I, I don't know, but they're able to be out there and kind of rightfully so, I think as well, be proud of, of what they've created because, you know, you guys make absolutely beautiful things and it's it's a shame that you struggle <laughs> to be able to to say, look at this fucking amazing thing that I've just made. Um, I Actually, it, I want to attach a comment to this. So it's, okay, so what you have um, is like the, the, the nice middle is where you're capable of showcasing your talents and what you're good at without being fucking annoying, right? That's that's the nice middle. That's 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 the person we would like to talk to, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, when we talk about these uh, Scandinavians and Brits and and Irish and so on, it goes from like that nice middle to, uh, uh, oh, I'm worthless. And and mm -hmm. I, I I'm trying to play dead in in any any social situation, right? That kind of stuff, right? And I think with Americans it goes the opposite direction. Is like from from that you know bearable. You you, you want to listen to this person who knows what they're doing, and 
they're they're good about presenting that but they're not too much and then to just like i don't know we have a lot to learn don't we <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> so yeah it's all about the happy happy medium isn't it yeah it really is <laughs> but even getting the balance is nearly it's so hard to speak nice about your own work and to mm -hmm. show it i find it so hard so when you post yeah. something it's like i don't know i'm just afraid that people is going to I'll look at them now they're trying to show off again but it is we have to start thinking that this is our marketing and we have to start showing what we're doing if not you can't have a business running either oh it's yeah the marketing is so important and i didn't realize it until i kind of started to to really stick my stick my nose into it and it makes a huge difference and it can it can make a difference to the business kind of overnight when you when you really kind of get it right. And I, I'm, I'm happy to talk off air to, to, to both of you and then kind of give you any tips that I've picked up because there's there's a bunch of stuff that, like you say, you've got to, it's finding the, the, the balance of, of everything. Um, and just, yeah, I guess just doing it. When it comes to things like that, we definitely need help. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I, I, yeah, and I, I completely appreciate how how difficult it is because I've I've been there and I'm still there. You know, I, Matthias, you're, you know, I I bugged you about marketing stuff. Erica, you you said mm -hmm. works for works in the marketing. So I was like, please, please ask your wife to help me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's. You, I don't think you ever stop learning. You just kind of pick stuff up as you're going along and and try and do stuff, do stuff right. But I'm, well, I mean, I, it's it, with this kind of stuff. It's also there are so many so many layers nowadays. Um, you know, knowing your market, knowing your audience, uh, and, and you can get really specific in in also you know finding your focus groups and 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 all that stuff i it, it's, it's all science it, it is it is overwhelming and and that's 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 why there are like there's like this whole new group of people out there who just only do marketing right mm -hmm. um yeah yeah see about finding finding your audience we find i've been trying to look into it but that's really hard to for over the years we've been making jewelry it's uh, we see that it could be a child that is nine years old that buys something for herself or we have the queen one of the queens from saudi arabia she went over and bought something too <laughs> that's a that's a pretty wide range right there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and each sale was as important for the nine-year-old one it meant so much for us to selling it for, to her you know yeah and the queen the queen haggled with me like <laughs> Oh, I bet. I bet she did. Oh, but she was wonderful. Uh, was the thing is, uh, you feel you feel pressured because of who they are as well to to kind of. Oh, she was lovely. She was lovely. She she was was lovely. lovely. <laughs> that was a good banging, actually. A good banging. Um, they had it. They closed the place down. You know, for an afternoon to bring in special guests, like, and it turned out to be a king and queen and their entourage, like you know. Unbelievable. Yeah. In fact, she just came and snapped it out of your hand. You've been working on it. She's like, I take that one and then that one. <laughs> and this is what I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dare you say no. <laughs> but that's, it's, it's those experiences that are so surreal and, um, and amazing. I remember we were at a Comic-Con and there was a lady kind of looking looking around at, at the table. She had a security guard with her, and I wasn't I wasn't really paying attention. It was the Sunday. I was tired. Um, and Sarah, Sarah's like, I'm sure I recognize, recognize her. Um, and I went over and spoke, and I was just talking, and, and she just picked up one a horn that I carved Yggdrasil into, and it kind of like a, a relief carving. She's like, oh, asking about it and asking if they were handmade. And I was just telling her the story behind kind of the business and, and whatever and having a nice chat. And she just opened a purse and a bunch of 
50 pound notes and just didn't didn't kind of like question the price she's giving me boy walked off and when i went back to her, she's like oh that's um his rosario dawson and i was like i mean if you don't know I mean, you might not know who rosario dawson is but she's a, a hollywood actress she was in films like sin city and a bunch of other things okay. um and i was like wow um because i i mean I used to have a crush on her when she was in a bunch of stuff. She's a really, she's a really pretty lady. And I just, just didn't, I just didn't recognize her at the time. Cause I was just, I mean, you don't, cause I guess, cause yeah, you don't. but like after I was like, that's such a surreal thing that, you know, somebody just walking around and, and just comes in, comes and gets something. It's, and it's, it's an experience that you kind of remember. Yeah. On, Very much they so. talk about on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think, we we can we can wrap it up if if you guys if there's any if there's anything else you want to talk about no i'm good already. this is our first podcast you know all we do is we've been listening to podcasts when we're working so uh we were a little bit yeah. nervous before we started but you guys are just fabulous sounds good yeah <laughs> thank you very much yeah um i'm, I'm I glad we didn't freak you out yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned that you were nervous before, and I, you know, I tried to pre- pre- premise pre- premise preface. the podcast preface preface premise. I don't know. That really depends on what you're <laughs> one of to those say. Two, one of those two words, whichever, whatever I say next, and which one of those words fit best, just kind of <laughs> put that in there. Um, I think we were just nervous that we had to talk nice about ourselves. <laughs> yeah, maybe yes. Yeah, like that. Like, I mean, like that could be. No. Um, yeah, I I try to tell everyone it's just we just try and sit and have a a conversation. There's no there's no pressure. There's no kind of anything. And it is. I used to be terrified before we started doing the podcasts. Like every episode, I used to fumble the intro. Um, not know what to say at the start we i mean we were probably awful with the the first few episodes we did <laughs> we have a disclaimer in the first few episodes. <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> please please don't hold it against us that the quality is so shitty <laughs> oh, i forgot about that yeah we have to put a disclaimer on the first 10 episodes or so because we were like okay please don't judge us by what these were <laughs> like fast forward like 100 episodes and then listen yeah, so, no, um... <laughs> it was me, you know, just trying to do a basic edit. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> now we have our wonderful producer, Shan. Um, he knows what he's doing. I didn't. <laughs> no. um, oh, one, one thing I wanted to add that I, I forgot to mention before was, I think, going back to kind of the social media side of things, you're, I think you're in a, a perfect position um because you have a you have a great product and thank you and you stand out in the quality of 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 your items and not many other people can do it so you you have everything kind of there already and and the marketing and the and the social media and the confidence and everything kind of can be added onto that as as you go along um but you've got the the core ingredient which is a good solid quality product and that's the the main thing that everything can be built around rather than if you just were good at marketing but the product sucked it can only last so long but the longevity lasts in 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 the quality of your work and that's why that's why you will be successful and everything will will come together because the core the cause there and that's and that's the main ingredient i think um and i'm sure you will keep on growing the dream, the dream will be to live off making jewelry. So you know, both of us need to have jobs next to our business at the moment. So that uh, you'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I think without Con- a doubt. Yeah. Do you know that Connor is a sculptor? I have oh. to tell you. See, now he's getting shy. <laughs> oh, okay. In 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 wood, clear. In no movie sculptor, so um, you know, the movie thing wasn't you know, it's not that far of a stretch for us to go over to making jewelry because I'm well used to it. You know, I work in um, 
uh, Game of Thrones and, and some other movies. So he makes big constructions. Construction sculpture stuff. Oh wow! So, uh, Wait, man, you 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 worked on Game of Thrones. Yeah. And you just you're just telling us now. I, I, I know. I feel like we just like, that's, that's a conversation for another day. There be so many people it is, who just it is. before we got here. <laughs> I mean that that yeah that that's fascinating. Um, but yeah, I guess do you want to leave you want to leave that behind and just do the the jewelry full time? Yeah, you know I really love the job. You know I get to make some incredible things. Like, but um, yeah, I, I mean. The thing, the thing about the jewelry job is that uh, I mean, a workshop in a hermit position, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, when I've been in there for three or four months, I only come out to eat, and then I forget how to talk to people and things like that. So, so to be able to step back into the movie world, it brings me back into reality, of, yeah. sort of reality. <laughs> I, I know the feeling that 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 was the same for me when I was, you know, doing my PhD and stuff like that. I was just like sitting, just writing. The 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 only person I would talk to was a book. Um, <laughs> I had like what is that movie Castaway? I had a had a book I put painted a face Wilson's on, it. <laughs> and yeah. everything is like ah, shut up, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, no, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> now I'm forced to communicate all the time, though, both with the podcast and teaching and everything. It is a skill that can be learned. That's that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, good, good, for, good. for sure. Um, give a give a shout out to people where they can find you, find your website, find Instagram, uh, plug whatever you want. Uh, yeah, the website's uh, it's just valhallasilver.com. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're in all the places that everybody else is, I guess. Uh, all under the same name all the time. That's about it, really. Um, you'll find us at events. We're not going too far. Usually we would go to Scandinavia in this summertime, but it's not going to happen this year. Um, we're going to be in Jorvik uh, in the end of May. It's been moved. It's usually in February, but they put it in May this year because of COVID problems. Um, yeah, there's there's there's, there's a big event happening in Slane Castle here the week before Jorvik, actually. Um, it's called the Boyne Valley Viking Experience, and uh, it's a, a friend of ours that's organising that, and it's got um, they've got some some big bands playing at that Corpus Corax and things like that as well as the Viking Market. Might be interesting for some people. I need to go. I need to go get shit faced at Viking markets in England and 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 Ireland around there. Yeah, it seems yeah. like. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, we'll we'll find a corner of a tent for you to follow yeah. room, and yeah, we'll be all right. That sounds great. We have space. <laughs> you can come. You can come hang out with me. Yeah, exactly, and then we can yeah go actually actually meet. Yes, <laughs> that too. <laughs> we we've, we've never met each other, but all the really the hunt. Yes. Hundred and was this like hundred twentieth episode? We, Something we, like we, that. Yeah, we we've wow. never. And yeah, we've because never we met. started right before the pandemic, so haven't really been able to travel and all that stuff. So, uh, so how did you two start doing the podcasting? Then, how did he you started? Meet? He started bugging me, no. sending me messages. <laughs> no, that's the, he lies. He lies. <laughs> no, we. Um, so yeah, so basically, we choose models of different ethnic backgrounds and people didn't take too lightly to it or some people within this community didn't take too lightly of it um and i, I can't remember i put a post somewhere saying like fuck you know f- fuck this like whoever thinks that it's just mm. whatever and Mateus messaged me and asked kind of like about it and and what what the level was so i sent him some screenshots of it um and then we got talking and we're like yeah we should we should do a podcast about teaching people about this kind of stuff and and speaking yeah. against it and kind of channeling things in the right direction and then two hours two hours later two years later how fucking strong is this beer the <laughs> 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 two years later we end up here i guess yeah yes that that is a reasonable explanation <laughs> But you know, when you go through something hard, sometimes it's always something good that comes out of it. It's always mm-hmm. something good that comes out of a hard time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just it's. We spoke quite kind of at length on here about the the times we've used, you know, different models, and and people have just not liked it. And it's just 
it's one of those things it's 2022 you know it's just it's inclusive for anyone and we get people who've messaged and said no thank you for for using these models it help you know it helps us feel included in this and it's just like i just use whatever looks good in the clothes and we exactly. did we did a sports range and we used um it was a black a black guy called marlon and he was a fucking beast it was like in ridiculously good shape and i was like you look good in the fucking sports wear but people are like oh he's not a viking I was like, that's bullshit. That's well, neither are you, you fucking idiot. I'm so glad it happened though that you two could meet. So, yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> I know. So go and um, yeah, go and check out ValhallaSilver.com, uh, ValhallaSilver on Instagram. Definitely give it a follow. Uh, they're going to be posting all their awesome work without shame. <laughs> uh, Mateus, where can people find you? You can. Put my name in some search engine somewhere, and then there's a bunch of stuff that's kind of fall out of there. You can find me on Instagram, Matthias Norvig. Um, I have a website, MatthiasNorvig.com. Um, yeah, you can't find me on Facebook. You will never find me on Facebook again. Um, <laughs> and that's that. There we go. There we go. Yeah, and if you if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five star rating and a positive review. The best way to support is, is Patreon if you can. And um, it's literally the price of buying one of us a, a coffee a month and you get a bonus episode every week. So it's either going to be a Q&A episode where you get to ask either of us whatever you want. Um, you get to ask Mateus, you know, if you've got a question about Nordic mythology, the Viking Age, anything like that, you can you can ask your question direct to him and get a more in-depth answer than, than maybe on any other channel. And then the other one is story time where Jonas Lorenzen comes on and we read a saga, um, which is a lot of fun, ends up in and chaos. Maybe at some point we'll also uh, start featuring us fighting over a cup of coffee. Who gets to it? When... In Ireland. <laughs> in Ireland, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also the YouTube channel. If you ever listen to this and wonder what we look like, or you just want to watch the episodes, Pop over to the YouTube channel. Uh, it's just Nordic Mythology Podcast. Hit subscribe and the little bell button thingy that gives you an alert every time we put a video on there. We put the videos on there at the same time as released now so people can watch them or listen to them. You've got the option. Um, yeah, that's it. And I, I will come and see you guys in Jorvik. Um, I'm, only in Hud- yeah. I'm only in Huddersfield, so it's only 50 minutes away. And I'll be there Excellent. anyway. Brilliant. Excellent. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well. You can find the Nordic Mythology Podcast on Facebook. There is an um, interesting uh, group for people who want to follow the Nordic Mythology Podcast on Facebook. I don't know anything about it. I only get screenshots once in a while. And then, of course, there's the uh, Instagram page where you will get news and updates as well. <laughs> the, the Facebook page, it, Facebook group is a special special kind of place and There's, that's why i'm not on facebook <laughs> oh it's it's brilliant it's 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 a really good i love it there um but it's mostly just people it's mostly just people teasing me to be honest but i've got a good sense of humor so i can take it uh yeah but thank you thank you both very much um no and i you know we will we will speak again i yeah, will Okay. Adabai, it was thanks for having us guys that was really really good fun. thank nice you there. so much thank you you're welcome yeah, thank you for you, joining us i'm glad you enjoyed it and you you're not too nervous yeah <laughs> perfect